Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Welcome to the WrestleTalk Podcast End of Year Awards, the best matches and pay-per-views of 2021, not 2022, as I wrote down in my notes. I am Luke Owen, DAD, your Jam That Champion. I'm joined by Chopper Pete Quinnell and Adam Christmas Hat Blompier. Hello, ho, ho. Oh, very good, Adam. I, I was going to do uh, Luke Ho, Ho, Ho in and... Um, I think it's pretty good. Uh, how are we both feeling? We're both feeling Christmassy, festive. That just makes it sound like you're gardening. Uh, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I love your Christmas I'm tree right. in the background, Adam. It's very, very nice. Okay, there's a star on top. Oh, nice looking. Do you good. like my also closed curtains? Because otherwise, it would bleach out the shop. Oh okay. yeah, I mean, it looks super mm. professional. Thank you. <laughs> uh, COVID. Uh, yes you may have noticed although the best wrestlers episode was recorded in person uh, things have changed uh, around these parts so we're doing these next couple of episodes remotely though the christmas you'll see the christmas special which was in person this is remote the worst one's remote but the predictions is back in person and the other reviews will be remote so you get a bit of a mixture a mixture of all of both of them which is nice really it's what you want from christmas variety like our channel and this lineup, a mixed bag. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're here to discuss the best matches and pay-per-views of 2021, as voted for, not just by WrestleTalk on-screen talent, such as these three fine folk here, but also our wonderful website writers, our wonderful moderating team, editors, and the wider WrestleTalk universe that have been featured on Quizzlemania and our friends of ours, this and the other, influencers, you may call them, have all got their votes in. 35 people submitted nominations this year, which is more than last year, I believe. Uh, and we have got a variety of uh, opinions on this because oh oh boy do we <laughs> yeah because like i mean best matches was i mean it was definitely between uh best matches was definitely felt like it was between two for the most part of the thing best pay-per-view i think though like it was a runaway winner uh, of course I, I would say from a from a pretty yeah. early doors i would say it's a runaway winner we'll go through the matches first though uh because it's interesting going through like the the numbers and the stats of everything for the best matches we, I count how many nominations they've got. So the way that it works, if you then watch the best wrestlers one, is that I ask people to submit their five nominations. Your top pick gets five points. 
your second pick gets four points, your third pick gets three, so on and so forth. And then I top those scores up. And there were matches that didn't crack into the top 10 that got like top level nominations. So Walter versus Tommaso Ciampa from NXT TakeOver Stand oh, Deliver got three nominations overall, but only one top level. So it couldn't crack into the top 10. And I was absolutely gutted for this. Eddie Kingston versus CM Punk oh. got two top level nominations, but only four overall. So it also didn't crack into the top 10. It missed out by one point getting into the top 10. Hey, Pete, Pete. Speaking of influencing, did you hear that I, because uh, I, I got my, I got my results in uh, fashionably late. Uh, apparently, uh-huh. I, I changed the winner of the best wrestlers with my, <laughs> with my late minute, my, my last minute Indiana Jones sliding underneath the door, getting my results. I think, in. I think you may have also changed top matches as well, but I, I'll, yeah. I'll need to double check with you. So yeah, I mean, we have gone through the best wrestlers award. So like, if you haven't watched that video, I'm about to spoil what it was, but it was Kenny Omega was the best wrestler of the year until adam put his nominations in and danielson won by one point damn straight <laughs> damn straight as well won by one singular point also adam's uh, nominations it. adam's nomination pushed mjf into the top 10 and shingo takagi out of the top 10 <laughs> <laughs> uh, that makes well, me feel adam. less good <laughs> but, <laughs> sorry new japan it's been a year for you uh, so let's actually crack on into the 10th best match of the year as voted for by us with 13 points across four nominations. So that's pretty, pretty strong. Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki from AEW Rampage. Pete, you're very happy about this. I love this match. This is one of my nominations. I can't remember where I ranked it, but I was one of the four that did it because God, this match was so much fun because it came out of nowhere. It was on a mm. Rampage buy-in that he announced, like, the week of, and we're just going, Danielson versus Suzuki? I'm sorry, what, Mr. TK? And then they just came out, and they just had so much fun with it. They beat the absolute crap out of each other. Minoru Suzuki having fun with the ref and taking him aside and, like, patting him down and stuff. It was was just awesome. It was such a fun match. It's the best possible example. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Luke. Please go on. No, no, Adam. You're you're editing this, so sorry, Luke. I I was just going to say no, Luke, uh, sorry, I am. Adam, sorry. I <laughs> sorry. No, please. Adam, Adam, I'm Carry talking on. over you now. Adam, oh, hold sorry. on. Adam, okay. I've got my, I've got my hand please. up. You, so if I put my Christmas. hand up, you stop. <laughs> but go on. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if that's staying in. Is that <laughs> unusual? It's all, all staying in. Oh, Adam, I'm just chopping the, the end and the, the start of the end on this. I'm not doing it's too Christmas. much. I'm not, I'm not getting into the guts of this thing. Um... I, I was just about to say I'm, I'm ruining everything, uh, but I thought it was the best possible argument for um, why there should be um, widely reported on ma- major competition to WWE. Like this is this this is the exact kind of right symptom. Sure, you get your tribalism. Sure, you get people like calling us AEW shills, but the sheer fact that like so much hoopla is gen- you know is talked about like oh AEW versus WWE. Most of the time, it is quite tedious uh, and an invented narrative. But sometimes it does lead to moments of genuine scheduling pettiness like this that gives us matches, dream matches, for free on YouTube. Very silly. It was on YouTube. Mm -hmm. This match wasn't on TV. This match was on YouTube of all places, and it ruled. God, it was so much fun. 
into the number nine position with 16 points across six nominations, including two top level nominations. It's one of the WrestleMania main events. It's Edge versus Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. Spoilers, by the way, you're going to hear the name Brian Danielson slash Daniel Bryan a lot on this list. Uh, but yeah, the triple threat, the triple threat for the Universal Championship. Like this was a very early Doors contender for match of the year, like you know, mm. when it was March, April time that it was. And it was Adam. I'll come to you first on this one. Like this was an awesome, awesome triple threat. Oh god yeah this is so deserved like it it never stops never stopping like um I don't understand why there is still a little bit of a uh resistance to triple threat main events just because they just that you get more you cram so much action in and Brian yeah Daniel Bryan's final WWE pay-per-view match what mm -hmm. what a one to go out on bloody brilliant His his final WWE match as well, the one against Roman Reigns, didn't quite make into the top ten, but was in the top fifteen. It got two top, and uh, it got three nominations overall. And uh, people, I mean, that was a fantastic match. I think they had that been on pay per view, that might have made it into the uh, more people's nominations. I reckon because Punk versus Darby also didn't make it into the top ten, and that had two top level nominations across three votes. Like people, uh, the three people that voted for it. Two thirds of them loved that match. Um, speaking of three people, Pete, this was an, an excellent triple threat. What did you make of this? Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Uh, this was another example of at the time kind of Roman's very much hot streak uh, mm. of having awesome pay per view matches, which he's kind of still on and hasn't really stopped having great pay per view matches. Finn Balor would argue otherwise. Well, you know, the match was good before that. <laughs> yeah let's just ignore that one um but generally speaking it's been pretty good i think the inclusion of daniel bryan into the match really helped and like adam was yeah. saying like you they really need to stop having the pushback on the triple threats because i think if it was just roman versus edge this wouldn't have been half as good as it was yeah oh yeah there were a lot of people going into this that thought danielson was going to win because of all the WrestleMania 30 comparisons. I think there were people who were genuinely convinced that he was. And then Roman double stacked them both and pinned them both at the same time, which made some people real mad. Oh, he said he was going to do it and he did it. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's fantastic it booking. Awesome finish. I thought it was, I thought it was wonderful. Uh, so we can agent the bollocks off a triple threat match. Like I can't think of a real, like the one at crown jewel. Fantastic. Um, like Asuka, Charlotte and, uh, Rhea earlier in the year at WrestleMania Backlash was really, really good. Like, there's been some really good triple threat matches in WWE. It's almost come becoming their most reliable match. I actually think as well, an unsung one. I thought it might do better, but it didn't make it into the uh, top 15 whatsoever. Was the one from Double or Nothing um, between mm -hmm. Omega Pack and Cassidy? Because I thought that match was awesome, really, really good. But like, it just it did not get hardly any nominations, and enough anyway to to make a difference. What did, however? I'm so pleased to see that this did well. 17 points across five nominations, including one top-level nomination. He's in it again. Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston from AEW Rampage. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I got to review this episode of Rampage, and it was so, so good. Also, it's the catalyst for the Eddie Kingston Punk match at full gear, because you had that promo segment with Punk afterwards. And the the image that we had for that thumbnail is Brian Danielson literally chopping Eddie Kingston so hard you can see his spine from his chest. It is absolutely... I loved this match so, so much. And like for me, like I thought this 
personally, I enjoyed this more than the Suzuki match. While the Suzuki match was like a really awesome exhibition, man, I can't believe we're going to see this dream match. This for me had like so much stake and story and everything going into it. Uh, Pete, you you got to miss out on this episode of Rampage, unfortunately. But what did you make of the match? It was bloody awesome, wasn't it? Eddie Kingston, what a year Kingston's had as, mm. as a as a whole. Uh, getting to to mix it up with Danielson on on Rampage and having, like you said, they just again, it's another Danielson match where they just beat the piss out of each other all the time. Uh, it was unbelievable. It was like I don't know what it was about the Suzuki match that I preferred to it, but I think it's just the fact it was probably Suzuki, and it's like he's not an AEW guy. This that's crazy. Mm. So I think that probably elevated it a bit more for me. But like you said, I think this match actually had some more of the the story and the stakes baked into it that the Suzuki match was kind of more superficial and it was like this is very fun this is a dream match the Kingston one had the very good match and also the story baked into it what do yeah. you think awesome. Adam I just like the fact that Danielson and Kingston just won't be told that wrestling's not real they won't <laughs> hear it <laughs> no. they will not hear it uh, I'm really glad that, uh, that this match featured because I I'm gonna guess that Kingston Punk nor Kingston and Moxley versus uh, Young Bucks are going to make it onto the list just because it's it's been a bloody hell of a year for wrestling actually now that King, you think about King, it yeah Kingston Punk just missed out on the top 10 um mm. he got 12 points four nominations to top level but it lost out by one point to Danielson Suzuki if you talk about AEW and who's had like the best year you're going to talk about Hangman Danielson Punk and Allen and MJF like but Kingston's just what a reliable hand and yeah they absolutely <laughs> they let they leathered the paint off each other and i'm always here for that uh, actually kingston i mentioned this on the best wrestlers one as well but he last year was in the top 15 and he jumped up into the top 10 this year he had so much love in the nominations this year he had an awesome awesome year and actually someone else has had an awesome year making it into the number seven spot of the best matches 2021 21 points 10 nominations one top level nomination Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania. This was... I, okay, I didn't like the fact that they cried at the start. I thought that it I thought that it broke. I know I know you disagree with me, Pete, and I know a lot of people will disagree with me as well, but I felt that it broke character, and I don't think that... Like, if Rock and Austin had cried at the start of their match, I you know, at WrestleMania X7, I don't think that would, like... It, I think it would have broken character somewhat. And I appreciate... <laughs> I appreciate it. It's I'm not, not sure it's an exact comparison. Not, it's not, not exactly, really, is it? It was the first match that popped into my head. The first other WrestleMania main <laughs> event that popped into my head. Um, it, like, I, the, what I really enjoyed about the match is that all, I had that like minor grumble right at the start, which was like, oh, I kind of wish they hadn't bro like broken character there. But the second they started working, it was amazing. And actually, I saw a clip of it recently of the hair whip spots and the <sighs> sound that that made. Gunshot. Like, isn't it just it is an insane spot? Uh Adam, I'll come to you first. What did what do you reckon? I so I'm just trying to picture just like WrestleMania X7, Rock and Austin just like tearing <laughs> up, being like, I can't believe they let us do this. Yeah, what, a, what a breakthrough in the industry <laughs> a, this is. For a, for a third time, they've let us do this. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought it was fantastic. I actually kind of like when you talk about kind of work versus occasion, I think it's much more of an a, a spectacle match. Uh, it's much more of a match kind of about the occasion, about the new star, about the general kind of just like, isn't it wonderful that we're doing this? The first show back with fans, like the main event, like a show that seemed like it almost wasn't going to happen at one point. 
almost the way you know we forget that the weather almost took out wrestlemania 37 oh yeah um samoa joe and a poncho but the fact that we got there and the fact that they got there and bianca got there you know the wrestle a wrestlemania main event featuring two black women is like it it shouldn't be as crazy as it is but it it felt like this is like wow like a a genuine step and it didn't help that the it didn't hurt that the match was really good but oh, just yeah. like it, it was just one of those things where you just buoyed up by a feeling of genuine like contentment and glee at just wwe giving us a thing that we wanted and the other great thing about it as well like this is bel-air kind of breaking through that glass ceiling that has sort of existed in the women's division in wwe which is like you're either a horseman and ronda rousey which puts you in the top spots and mm. that's it whereas bel-air is like one of them he did she didn't just get through it she just like smashed her way through that and now feels like she is a legit top star in wwe's women's division basically. especially if you remember nxt right like her, mm. her her time in 2020 when like it seemed like every time like it's like, oh if only they weren't doing the charlotte thing or if only they weren't doing the rhea ripley thing or if only they weren't doing eo shirai right now this would be bianca's time she kind of fell through the cracks then debuted after WrestleMania 36, disappeared to go back down to main event. Like it really didn't seem like it was going to happen. And then it did. And it's just mm. like, yeah, like you say, it's just that uh, it made your heart swell 10 times that day. It really did. Even this curmudgeonly old, I, I've never felt Stop more like trying. I've never felt more like Jim Cornette in my life. And I'm just like, well, I, I kind of wish that I wouldn't I'd stop crying at the start of this. was very, very important thing. Uh, Pete, yes. what about you, mate? How dare they have emotions? You're quite right. Um, yeah, no, I, I thought it was amazing. Uh, I like Adam said, it was just it was way more about the occasion, I thought. And I thought that them crying at the start kind of made you forget that the build to the match was terrible very bad it had, oh bad it, had, it, was, it was it was reginald that was the build to wrestlemate it was really bad but when they actually when the the uh occasion was there it's the main event of the first night the fans are back they make their entrances they're facing off for each other the crowd are into it they start crying you're like yes this is still happening this is good and it made you forget about all the terrible stuff coming before it. And then they put on an awesome match. Bianca looked like an absolute megastar coming out of it. And it's just, this whole match was designed to make Bianca look and feel awesome. Like that spot where she's gorilla pressing Sasha, walks up the steps with her and throws her ring. Oh, just brilliant stuff to make Bianca look and feel like a huge deal coming out of this. A pretty much perfect coronation, aside from the build. Uh, in at number six, I don't think anyone at the start of the year would have predicted that this would have got there. Even when it was announced, would have predicted that this would have been that high up on the list. 29 points across 11 nominations, including one top-level nomination from Full Gear, MJF versus Darby Allen. Like When it was announced, I was like, oh, cool, that would be a really good... And I really enjoyed the story they were telling going into it. I don't think anyone expected it to end up being almost match of the night. And again, if it, for me, if it wasn't for Kingston Punk, it would have been my match of the night. I frigging loved this match. Pete. Yeah, I thought this was awesome. Like when, when Adam was mentioning earlier about, oh, Roman Reigns said he was going to stack him and then do it. And I was thinking in my head, just like, yeah, like MJF did in that match against Darby Allen when he said he was going to beat him with a with a, a headlock takedown. That's awesome. Uh, such amazing work in this match. To, to have so many different parts going at the same time of like technical mastery and then them having the, the back and forth and then paying off on the MJF promise. And then it, it was them going out to just prove that 
actually no these are amazing wrestlers darby allen isn't just a guy who jumps off stuff mgf isn't just a guy a guy who does promos he's not just the miz you know he's just he these are two amazing wrestlers and they damn near stole the show at full gear that's insane on the same night that hangman got coronated that's ridiculous what an amazing match so so good yeah and ruled right adam absolutely i mean like you say it's like uh aw is very import heavy right now i mean imports you know but like mm-hmm. they're, they're very like they the reason why everyone is kind of like oh my god aw right now is because you know this huge influx of people who have kind of done all their kind of accolades like outside of the company but watching these two kind of like I said the pillars of aw kind of get this placement and that amount of time like that is and also just like i mean it had a lot of moves in it i like matches with a lot of moves in it but for me it was just all about the character work such defined characters i think that one of the things that a lot of like uh people can throw at aw sometimes is the characters aren't quite as well defined because it's more about moves false finishes and the like but like this match is built on the heel work of mjf and the kind of resilience of darby allen and it's yeah, it's a perfect example of just like slowly building these characters, slowly building them kind of separately, and then finally just kind of pushing them against each other. Uh, I love the fact that Sting didn't get involved. Yeah. That I like, yeah, absolutely need to happen. Um, I love the fact that Wardlow didn't. Did he get involved? I can't remember. I was trying to think who handed him the diamond ring. Maybe he did. But like for the, for the vast majority, it was just, yeah. Straight up heel, straight up face, lots of character work and lots of like crazy athleticism. Brilliant match. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The number fifth spot, I find it to be a really fascinating one because this got 17 nominations and 35 points. In fact, it got more nominations than the next two entries, but it didn't get any top level nominations, which is why it's found itself in fifth place. It's Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa from St. Patrick's Day Slam. Um, and frig, like the this lights out match ruled i think this was the moment like Britt baker had had a great 2020 anyway even though she was injured for the majority of it and this was the moment i think that like really cemented Britt baker in aew like it was an amazing match off the back of this she went on to face hikaru shida even though she didn't win this match i don't think and that's what i kind of love about it as well is that she didn't win this match everyone was talking about Britt baker afterwards and she went on to then win the aew women's championship and i think you could probably say a lot about has her run been good since then but what this match did was make people want to see these two face off again and and that's the thing that we've had this a lot on the aew review show is like when are they going to get to baker versus rosa and like tony khan has basically just been like taking a step back and be like well, well we'll get to it but I'm not ready to just pull the trigger on it just yet. I really want to make the fans sort of salivate and wait for this. Keep them as these two ships passing in the night, and then eventually they'll collide again. But I've, I absolutely adored this match. I, I This was high up in my nominations. Uh, Adam, did it did it make into your top five? Did you nominate it? It, it made it into my top ten. I didn't nominate it for top five. I think there are kind of like better matches. I think there's probably going to be a lot of people accusing this of being overhyped as a match because there are better death matches. Like it, it, it's it's fairly balls to the wall. It just has a lot of stuff in it that people really like. Uh, obviously, Bit Breaker and Thunder Rosa. Um, it has the lights out stip, which I think is being really well protected by the company. Like once every year and a half. Like hell in a cell levels of kind of protection. It's good. Make people really scared when this match is going to happen. Uh, and yeah, like uh, women's deathmatch wrestling is not a thing in main, uh, you know, in mainstream. Not to this extent. Not with this much blood and thumbtacks. Goodness me. Um, I think yeah, I think it's fantastic. Um, again, really strong character work from both the two best characters in the women's division. I think yeah, uh, really fantastic. I, I think it's. I think the reason why it didn't get any kind of top line nominations is because. I don't think it is like the greatest match. It's no. just like you say, there's it's a, a bit of a benchmark, a bit of a milestone match, kind of just like, hey, cool, cool that this happened. I that's exactly it. Yeah. I I I wouldn't have expected this to get any top level nominations, but I was pleased to see that it get, you know, out of 34 or 35 nominations we had in, 17 people voted for it to like make it into the into the top 10. I think that's really impressive. Uh Pete, what did you make of this? I thought it was awesome. Yeah, like you said, the the occasion of it, it it this is the definition of pretty much a star making performance this was someone who was on that cusp of being like people were there very popular in the company and then after this match everyone was like good god baker and rosa are awesome and are since then both of them have become like mega stars in the aw women's division because of this match this is exactly what this match is designed for the lights out stipulation used perfectly this was great absolutely top stuff in at number four, 46 points, 13 nominations, three top-level nominations, Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page for the AEW World Championship at full gear. This was Hangman's coronation. I screamed at the top of my lungs when Hangman Page won because for whatever reason, 
Ollie Davis had convinced me that that Omega was going to win, even though, come on, mate, it's quite cl- quite clear that he was uh, going to win there. Uh, Pete, what did you make of it? What a match! Oh my god! Like the, in terms of like technical prowess and like actual in ring work and stuff, it's probably not as as uh, high as some other matches that could be on this list. But the occasion of it, Hangman's coronation the moment of the end of the young bucks coming out and matt giving him the nod before he hits the final buckshot just the occasion like the video package beforehand of hangman on a horse down the street with his failures playing around him it's just oh everything was cooked up so perfectly and the culmination of a story that's been going on for like two years now it you can't ask for too much more this was amazing should know as well that all of these nominations did come in before winter is coming. Like our nominations had closed mm. before then. I don't know if Hangman Danielson would have. It might have made it into the top ten because I think there would have been some perhaps recency bias of just like, oh, actually, yeah, that, that was the best match of the year. Louis Dangle messaged me being like, "Are we able to change?" And I was like, "I've already done the maths." Um, Adam, what did you make of um, Omega Hangman Page? I preferred Hangman uh, Danielson. Uh, honestly, like this is probably my least favorite match on the top 10 so far. Not because I didn't like it. I thought it was a really good match. Um, I think I I do this a lot with my wrestling where I get pretty wedded to certain spots. And I think there hasn't been a match as kind of storyline hyped as this in a God knows how long. Like there's such a way that people wanted this to go. Hangman kicking out of the One Winged Angel which yeah. didn't happen. He hit it on Omega, which I find so weird and counterintuitive. Uh, it felt like they were kind of saving something for uh, later down the line, which I don't think you needed to do with this. For, it, it, for me, that kind of just like took a little bit of air out of the tires, like in the final stretch. I don't think they quite nailed the final stretch. I like the ha- I like the nod from the Bucks, but I don't think the storytelling was necessarily as, as super clear. Um, I, I, for me, it didn't quite stick the landing, but it's a great match. And like you say, the occasion of Hangman finally winning the big one is fantastic. I just yeah. like, I don't know. I I think I wanted too much uh, and some and too specific from it, which is probably my own fault. But then again, this has been building for two years. I I do think that this is it's moment over match I think and I think even though there's top level nominations it's less about the actual match itself was just like Hangman Page won the belt and that was an awesome moment because I when I said on the the review that we did for Full Gear it was like my third or fourth favorite match of the night you know behind things like Kingston Punk and behind MJF Darby Allen I am unsurprised to see it get that high but I I I like to kind of echo what Adam said there are matches that have been below it that I actually enjoyed more. However, that cannot be said for our number three spots, 54 points, 14 nominations, including six top level nominations. Adam will have loved it. Walter versus Ilya Dragunov two for this, the second year running. These boys have made it into the top 10 matches of the year because they slapped the absolute piss out of each other. Adam, you talk us through it. Oh, I loved it. This is the final NXT match. This is the final. This is this is the NXT season finale. Bloody loved it. Um, it's it's just wrestling is real again. You know, like Walter is the greatest wrestler in in the world. Maybe like him and Brian Danielson are, I think, the two greatest wrestlers on the planet for making fights, for making stuff that actually feels like these people are competing to win. Ilya Dragunov also fantastic, but Walter is just turning these out 
he's a machine at this uh you know the 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 fact that it ended it ended with a head a headlock uh, a rear, or whatever it's called i can't remember a sleeper that's it it's called a sleeper hold uh the fact that it ended with that and it felt right you know like the, his match with tomasa champa ending with a chop and it felt right like oh um combat realism at its absolute finest yeah this match rule pete oh so good I, I literally could not stop gushing about it when when we were doing the um the review for it just what a bloody match they just it's the the levels of cringing that everyone does when either of them just hit each other and you go oh my stop it it's not real i promise <laughs> and then but they keep doing pain. it anyway <laughs> they just and just like the the marks they were leaving over each other dragonoff's coronation of course the final you know de- uh, defeating walter after all this time that was a huge occasion as well this was amazing what a match uh so i teed this up at the start of the show but this poll did come down to two matches basically because we now jump up from 54 points to 74 points so it's 20 points ahead uh 23 nominations across 35 entries four top level aew grand slam kenny omega versus brian danielson the time limit draw I again think oh, I wonder if some of this is just like the, the the hype of it going in. It's Danielson's first match. Kenny Omega was still champ at this point. I am I have yet to see this match again. The only thing I can tell you about it is that it happened the day before my kid was born, and I watched it in a hospital corridor on my phone uh, while I was waiting for my wife to get some checkups, and I wasn't allowed to be in the room with her because of COVID restriction and everything. So I literally watched it on my phone. And I didn't even have my headphones either. So I had it on like real, like low, quiet volume. So I didn't disturb anyone else that was in the corridor. We were all massively spaced out. They wouldn't have heard me anyway. But like, so I don't know if I, I still haven't yet to like fully experience this match in sort of the way that a lot of people did. So I am going to throw it out to you guys here to sort of like, you know, wax lyrical about this. Pete, uh, first off, because you did, I know it was Tempest that did the review with Ollie in the end, but uh, what did you make of this? Uh, I thought this was really good um i thought that this kind of encapsulated what a lot of people wanted from it i don't know if the time limit draw was what people expected or wanted coming out of the match and the way that the time limit draw happened you know it wasn't while they were in a submission or it wasn't with one of them crawling to make the cover and they just can't make it in time and ah, the time is up it was just like they were just fighting and then they go oh by the way the the time's done and go oh oh okay um but the match before it, the occasion of it being in a huge arena at Grand Slam, Danielson coming in and immediately having the dream match that everyone wanted before he left WWE of Danielson versus Omega, because that's what everybody wanted to see. I thought this really delivered and like the 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 selling of that, like this kind of proved to everybody why Danielson is such a good wrestler and him almost having the shackles on in WWE of not being able to do a full Danielson match and this kind of like releasing that and releasing those shackles and being like, no, he's actually the best wrestler in the world. And everyone goes, Oh yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. He's very good. Isn't he? This was awesome. Brilliant stuff. Adam, Adam, what do you reckon? Almost in hindsight, I kind of wish this match had never happened just because I like to imagine a world where hangman versus Danielson was the only time limit draw this year, because I think that does more for hangman and generally like, I think the title as well. Um, I, I, I loved it. 
I loved it. I, I don't know if I'll watch it again just because it's hard to get like because like you say, Pete, like even with the time limit draw, you you can have like a bit of booking around it, and it wasn't, which is fine because it's it's more realistic. But it, you, the match just ends after half an hour. Um, I yeah, I can under completely understand why the company did it huge like wave of momentum with danielson coming in to immediately give everyone the thing they want the most um yeah absolutely fantastic uh the dragon sleeper on the ramp like i can understand why wwe don't let daniel uh, brian danielson <laughs> do that um but he's just like i want to go and do it it's like well, yeah. all right go on then lad please be please be okay and yeah please be okay brian danielson but uh yeah wonderful a spectacle yeah, what more can you say? I understand why it's so high. It would be lower on the list for me, but yeah, well done. Well done, everybody. Which makes then our number one, our match of the year, 2021, 87 points, 23 nominations, eight top level nominations from AEW All Out, the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros for the tag team titles inside a steel cage, which means that the Young Bucks have won match of the year on the WrestleTalk podcast two years running because obviously it was the uh, the Revolution tag match from last year. This match was incredible. Like, I mean, there wasn't just people saying, like, it's one of the best North American tag matches of all time, but people saying it was one of the best steel cage matches in North America of all time. Like, this match was just, like, everything about it was just one-upping. I, I didn't think they would be able to do much more crazy crap than they did from the ladder match at All Out two years prior. And yet they somehow managed it because they brought out a shoe that was covered in thumbtacks. and. There were, I I watched this at like 6 a.m. Um, and when I went into the office to do like the news that day, and it was just an insanely great match. Uh, Pete, I'll come to you first. It's the best match of the year as voted for by the Rust Talk podcast. What do you make of it? Completely unsurprised, honestly. Uh, I thought this was absolutely phenomenal. Me and Ollie on the live reaction stream, if you go back and watch it, we're just losing our minds constantly in this match because when these two teams collide they have like they have a half an hour match in 10 minutes so when they have a really long match you have like an hour and a half's worth of content that they just like squeeze and the pace is so fast all the time they just don't stop and they have big move after big move after big move after this huge dive and then you get these weapons with shoes and thumbtacks and oh my god there's so much happening this was incredible this was absolutely phenomenal and if it wasn't for all the debuts that happened on all out this like would have been easily the talking point of the whole thing but then we also had all the debuts but even then when you had the debuts of adam cole and ruby soho and minoru suzuki <laughs> and uh, brian danielson at the end and people are still talking about this match on top of all of those things oh what a brilliant showcase for both of them incredible stuff adam what about you oh my god it takes a it takes something really really special for me to not be doing anything else while wrestling is on like i i wrestling is like something i i, I always like three 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 quarters watch whilst also doing other stuff uh completely glued to my screen the entire time this and uh walter Dragonoff were just like I could I couldn't turn away. Uh, I think it's the best cage match I've ever seen, for sure. Um, I can't wait to see what else the Young Bucks can do with a shoe. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I loved it. Top top to bottom. And I would also recommend anytime you watch wrestling, join our Wrestle League. Go to go to patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk and get involved in Wrestle League because when you are personally invested in like 
points and getting points through wrestling and like you bet something on a wrestling show um false finishes like this like uh, when um ray phoenix i bet on the lucha bros when ray phoenix it they did that thing with like penta and it really looked like they were going to pin penta and ray phoenix was just lying there lying there and he just got up and just did that, that like uh, just to break up the i leapt out of my chair it's the what is the best false finish i've seen all year absolutely yeah, wonderful I, stuff can't i've got nothing more to say about it every like turn i thought I, I walked into it being like, oh, I think the Lucha Bros are winning this, particularly when they got the big entrance. And the Bucks did so much to make me think that they weren't winning. And like, and you know, and the Lucha Bros as well, you know, not to, to give credit where credit is due. All four men were just absolutely killing it out there. So there it is. That is our match of the year. We'll quickly run down the pay-per-views of the year, voted for in the exact same style um, for the exact same people as well. Won't do all of the top 10, but I can tell you that... Um, Triple Mania 29 uh, made it into the top 10, thanks only to Steve Van Larsen, the only two nominations it got, but it did push it above Slammiversary 2021. Wrestle Kingdom 15 was in at number nine with nine points. Crown Jewel 2021 made it into number eight across, with 13 points across six nominations. AEW Revolution was in at number seven, 25 points across 12 nominations. And the Royal Rumble was in at number six, 27 points, 14 nominations. And then we jump up to number five, with 35 points across 14 nominations. WWE Money in the Bank, the return of fans to WWE. Uh, two really good Money in the Bank ladder matches as well. Um, although we didn't get the Sonya Deville in ring return like we thought we might do. Um, but Adam, what did you make of the show? Beige, mate. We wanted yeah, a thing and they wanted beige. a thing and they gave it to us in front of fans. What more can you yeah. say? Genu genuinely like one of my, one of my favorite shows of the year just for like you say the occasion the the feeling in the air mm -hmm. uh pete what about you yeah i thought it was a great show that men's money in the bank ladder match is really really good That's and also you got the huge yeah and the huge pop at the end of the show with john cena coming back as well oh yeah great. absolutely uh in at number four it was wrestlemania 37 44 points 18 nominations including two top level nominations in, in, like uh wrestle kingdom grouped together as one event um it's actually funny like i do forget adam pointed out earlier that the show nearly didn't happen because the weather was so bad and poor old samojo out there in the punch show the first like 45 minutes of the show was just people like scrambling to cut promos and they were like who's Shane the best man Shane Shane McMahon McMahon doing his brain promo <laughs> He was the first one. They were like, who's the best promo we've got? Well, it's Shane in it. So put Shane out there. <laughs> Shane can do the best promo. <laughs> he healed us. He'll save the show. But yeah, like overall, like what? And it actually featured one of my least favorite things of the year, which was Wyatt Orton. But overall, like I think 37, WrestleMania 37 is, was a really good two night event. Uh, Adam, what did you make of it? Its highs were higher than pretty much any WWE show this year. Uh, with I, I would put Money in the Bank over WrestleMania personally but i think uh yeah like it had its troughs but the peaks were something else uh pete what about you yeah i agree i think that the the way you leave him is always very very important and both nights of wrestlemania left on a huge high and you can't yeah. ask for too much more than that in at number three, it was AEW Double or Nothing, 73 points, 24 nominations, three top-level nominations. It's kind of impressive about that as well, is that none of the matches from Double or Nothing made it into the top 10. But I think people just like, you know, overall, when you look back at it, the only dud I can really think on that show was probably Cody Rhodes versus Anthony Ugogo. And, and that's because I thought it was just a weird match. But overall, like, I 
I loved that triple threat main event. Uh, it wasn't the main event, it was the semi-main, but I just thought it was a blindingly great match. And the Stadium Stampede, as much as I preferred the previous years, can't argue that it weren't great. I've actually gone back and rewatched it, and it was really, really good. Um, Pete, what did you make of Double or Nothing? I thought it was a really, really fun show, almost top to bottom. I wasn't a huge fan of Stadium Stampede, I'll be honest. I thought it was a weird way to end the show, and I didn't think it should have been invented. But that triple threat was someone else. Yeah, in front in front of fans, well, it was a very, very strange choice, personally. But that triple threat was someone else. And also the, um, the uh, pre-show match of uh, Deeb and, oh God, who was she facing? I just remember really loving Deeb afterwards. Haven't <laughs> <laughs> said that. Um, Baker versus Sheeta ruled on that card. Mm. That match was real good. Yeah, um, but a really good card, top to bottom. Really, really yeah. good. Uh, Adam, what about you? Mox Kingston Bucks, baby. What a yeah. brilliant uh, best show. Actually, oh, no, it wasn't even the show opener. Show opener was Hangman being as over as we thought he was. That was yeah. lovely. Yeah. Um, what is interesting when you kind of like go through the nominations of this is what you tend to see was that like, one show was top, second show was two, and then th third was double or nothing. Like these were like constantly the top three shows. Uh, at number two, AEW full gear, 109 points. You know, so we jumped from 73 to 109 points, 30 nominations across the 30, you know, five people that voted, seven top level nominations. Um, I mean, we saw quite a few of the full gear matches end up in our top 10. Adam, do you think it's a uh, recency bias? Do you think it really was the second best match uh, show of the year? Yeah, it was. Uh, ooh, mm. <sighs> I would put money in the bank over it, personally, just for viewing experience. I think quality-wise, it's the second best show of the year. But I think... What about you? Oh, sorry, Gunnar. No, no, I've, I've said enough. <laughs> Pete, what about you? Go on, Pete. I, you, you I wouldn't... Mate. Sorry, Pete. <laughs> I wouldn't... No. Sorry, Adam. Let me just... No, sorry. This show has... You, yeah, yeah. 25 minutes, uh, Luke yeah, said yeah, the show yeah. would okay. go. Well, well yeah, let me see. Sorry. It... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, uh, when are you I... ready? <laughs> Merry Christmas. Bro. I wouldn't I wouldn't argue with someone if they said Full Gear was the second best show of the year. I'm not going to be like, no, that's wrong, you idiot. It, you can quite easily make the argument for it. I don't know if it's, it's easily top five, probably top three for me. Um, but yeah, I can totally see why it's that high. It's a great show. Which means, unsurprisingly... Number one, 144 points, 31 nominations out of the 35 people that voted, including 21 top level AEW All Out 2021. I think Pete kind of actually summed it up a little bit earlier because it's not just like they had really great matches on there, including, you know, match of the year, according to this podcast. But also, I, you, you forget the Suzuki debuts on that show as well, because like you're so focused on Cole and Danielson and Soho. You're like, oh, yeah, Minoru Suzuki also came out on that show, and it was absolutely rad. Uh, Adam, uh, your, your thoughts on, on All Out? Uh, it's uh, AEW's star-making turn. This is, this, is, this is the show. I think this is their, so far, this is their WrestleMania X7. This is this is the one which be just like this is what this company is capable of when firing on all cylinders, and I think from this point on till the end of the year, it's been hit after hit for AEW. They had a real rough first half of the year, I think, what with uh, Revolution and then Blood and Guts. I think a lot of people were kind of like gleefully taking the opportunity to to jump on AEW, but with the debuts and the 
match quality and almost Danielson by himself. Like AEW is the best wrestling product possibly of the last like decade. It's amazing what it's doing right now. Pete, what about you? What a bloody show. I, I this this was the next season of AEW. They said, yeah, we've had all this great stuff before. And we've had, you know, when we all of like the, the lockdown era, basically, even though they had, you know, double or nothing in front of fans and stuff like that. This felt like this is the next bit of AEW. Now we've got fans back. Look at all these people we've got. We've recently just got CM Punk. And now we've got Danielson and Cole and Soho and Suzuki. Look, we've got the Forbidden Door. We've got all these people here and we're putting on amazing matches. This is what AEW is going to be like going forward. Be excited. And everyone went, okay. Yeah, it's awesome. It was- absolutely awesome and that is going to wrap it up for this episode of the rest of podcast thank you all so much for watching and sticking with us um what were your favorite matches and pay-per-views when you let us know in the comments down below do you agree with our nominations and our victors but until then have a i hope you all had a great christmas as well i have been luke Owen, d-a-d your jam that champion that was chopper pete quinnell that was adam blompier and that was wrestling Jam that jam, everyone. Jam that jam. Jam that jam. Jam that jam. Jam that jam. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.